Coming up, the groundbreaking system blending science and wisdom for a life of mastery. But first, welcome to Imagine Peace, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey toward a world filled with harmony and understanding. Together, let's ignite the flame of peace within ourselves and radiate it outward so we can have a future where unity prevails. This is Imagine Peace, where dreams become reality. Join us as we explore the power of compassion, the beauty of diversity, and the potential for positive change. Welcome to Imagine Peace. I'm Marbeth Dunn. I am a founder and director of 10 Million for World Peace. I'm here with my co-founder and director, Terry Angel. And we have a very special guest for you today, Diane Collins. And she's the creator of Quantum Think. And it is a groundbreaking system of thinking blending scientific insight and spiritual knowledge into practical modern wisdom for living a life of mastery. She is the 10-time award-winning author of bestseller, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. It's considered a must-read for our changing times. Diane is a highly acclaimed leader of new consciousness a popular media guest, and a strategic consultant to executives in major multinational corporations, as well as to government officials and entrepreneurs, students, professionals, artists, and celebrities. Diane also serves on the board of the Institute for Global Transformation and is vice chair of the Peace, Harmony, and Joy Alliance. Diane, I am so thrilled to finally get you on our show. Yes, yes. Well, I am so honored to be with you, Marbeth, and with you, Terry, and with all of the amazing people who I know are tuning in today and in the future, for sure, because it's a wonderful show. I just have to tell your audience that I have been binge watching Imagine Peace podcast, and um, it's just, you have brilliant guests, each one unique, and I truly am honored to be one of them. Thank you for having me. Well, we're so honored that you're here. Yes, welcome. <laughs> so tell us about the work that you are doing, Diane. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's a a very um, open-ended question. It is. <clears throat> well, let's say this. How can I say it in the simplest way that quantum think, I call it a system of thinking, and it's based in this. It's based in the outcome of it, which is to actually live the wisdom. So we all know the wisdom, we know that we can access uh, spiritual wisdom and all the great thinkers and uh, great philosophers and great enlightened masters of all time. And we have that now at the touch of a smart device. And for me, it was always when you look in the world and you're doing this amazing project 
10 million meditating for peace. I just love it. And it's just so brilliant. And so when you look in the world and you see that it looks like anything but the wisdom in when you look at the collective headlines of the day. Now we know behind the scenes that the wisdom is being lived. But for me, my quest was to actually discover a way that through the work that comes through me, the wisdom that comes through me, we each are a wisdom channel, that we could begin to actually go from merely knowing the wisdom conceptually or as mental constructs or even as information to actually living it. And this is what the 21 principles, which I call distinctions in new thinking of the quantum think system are about. It's that we bring something into our awareness in such a way that we evoke a transformation. And it's not like we don't have the knowledge already because we know that we are connected to the unbounded, infinite divine intelligence. So it's simply a question of tuning in. And this is what I mean by bringing it into our awareness in such a way that it gets activated. These principles get activated so that we're actually the walking, talking, living embodiments of the universal wisdom. Ooh, I love that. I, I love that. It's a little abstract, yeah. but I couldn't go in the short time, yeah. you know, we're going into all the distinctions, but that's really the essence of it. As I say, and do you quantum think, okay, don't worry about whether you do or not, because you will be, but the question is, why should we? And that's why. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot. <laughs> I know you said it was open-ended, but that is so much to wrap our brains around. And, you know, there are those that don't even understand what quantum is. So, <laughs> so what you're talking about when we go into the quantum field, and there's just so much energy there that we can use to bring in peace to bring in our help and healing ourselves. So when you think about peace and meditation, tell us your what you do. What is your practice of meditation? Well, I've had a practice of meditation for the 30 plus years. And um, I've been married to who Alan Collins, who was also my business partner and partner in all things, as I like to say. And we have a daily practice. So let's just say that for me, whenever I can be around someone who is considered to be a self-realized being, whether it's an Indian guru, whether it's whoever it might be, you know, <laughs> I'm flocking there because we really are um, picking up the vibration or feel the vibrations of whatever field we're in. So if we keep ourselves in the highest state, in the highest vibrational frequencies, in the highest light, this is this is who we're becoming, right? Mm -hmm. We're becoming that in that moment. We're 
because we are all interconnected, which is why I love your your meditation, 10 million, because we know that we're actually having uh, a material effect, as one of my clients like to say, wants to have a material effect on peace, on peace on earth. So my practice with my husband, one of them, so one of them is <gasps> I seek the wisdom. I seek to be around people of the highest nature, or at least in the manifesting of their highest nature as much as I can. And every morning for 36 years, we've been married 34, Alan and I read aloud to one another, usually from one of the spiritual books of someone who is considered a master. And um, it could be, it can be anything. It could be any high level spiritual book. And he likes to read mostly to me because it's how he gets it is through saying it. And I like to get it through listenings, and sometimes we take turns, but we do that religiously every, not as a religion, but religiously every day of our life, whether we're on vacation, wherever we are. And usually we do it directly after breakfast, and it completely centers us for the day, and we call it our lesson. And sometimes, you know, I call Alan lover. Everyone knows it. I go, lover, what about our lesson? <laughs> and uh, and so this is a very, it's a sacred practice for us. So it's not only that it's good for us, obviously, as individuals, but as a couple, it is, it's superb. It's just really something very special and we never miss. We always, we always do it. So I'm going to ask you, what is your greatest insight about world peace? Well, it goes to how do we live the wisdom? So there's so many great uh, peacemaking organizations and individuals Again, this podcast, Terry's podcast, your amazing project, 10 Million Meditating for Peace, and many, many others of which I'm a vice chair, as you mentioned in the bio, on a relatively new organization that was founded by uh, one of our clients and a rabbi. They co-wrote a book together, Less Stress, More Joy. And it is for when people say, well, what's the name of it is the Peace, Harmony, and Joy Alliance. We call it PHJ. So what is the purpose of it? And they always say peace on earth. And it's always from starting, as we know, with ourselves. So, and then having that emanate out to the people we're close to, and to the world at large, the collective. Now, for me, as the the 
greatest insight that I could share is that in order for it to happen, and in quantum thinking, what I say is we can live in a meditative state while simultaneously being fully engaged in our daily life. So I say we're the we're the transcendent self. We're that awareness who can be aware of how we're being, what we're saying, what we're feeling, what we're connecting to, what we're resonating with. And at the same time, be actively engaged. In fact, I call in the in the imminent self, in the role, all the roles that we play in life. Now, why is this important to world peace? Because many times we have an idea of, you know, our highest intention, and yet we fall, I'll use the word victim, to habits that we call in quantum think least action pathways. The way the energy or the thought goes, simply because it's been that route before, it's an, the, the least conscious habit. And in a quantum thing uh, premise, which is because, which we, we won't go into now, but it has to do with conditioning, how we've been conditioned, uh, the evolution of our collective and individual consciousness up until this point and we are right now in the midst of a literal quantum leap in consciousness so when you look at this and you say well i'll give you an example that uh just recently i was out to to dinner with four other you know two other couple friends and they were talking about someone in the news who was being uh, inflicted with ill will, let me put it that way, okay? And they seemed to be a little bit joyful about it. And I asked them, well, how does that help anything? And they kind of were startled because these habits that we have, I'm not excluding myself, <laughs> that we don't even realize what we're emanating out, what we're holding in our own feeling tone of our own being. When we have that, and, and one of the people said, well, you know, when we think there's a, a villain in life or, you know, someone who's an evil person, which by the way, I don't, I don't hold that belief either way, but this person was saying that we feel good when let's say they're punished. Well, I want to just say something that I kind of learned from the idea of the shamans being tricksters, they call themselves, because in a sense, we have to trick our own mind. That is, we have, when we say the power of intent, we know we hold it as if it's already happening. So if we want peace on earth, we need to be able to, and I'm actually saying two things, so I'm drifting a little bit here, but one thing is uh, self-inquiry 
at the level of intent for, for self-mastery, to catch ourselves when we're not being in our highest state in our own being. That's one thing. And the other thing is that when I talk about being the trickster and tricking your own mind, because in the realm of conscious creation, because we're conditioned to look in the circumstances and they say, but there isn't peace in the world. I mean, I even said it at the beginning of this podcast that when, you know, you look in the news and it looks like anything but peace, but suppose that if you are knowledgeable on the, the methodology, the dynamics of conscious creation, which is now being verified by science, the power of intent, that we actually need to hold that we're living, how would I say, a statement of intent to put this into, as I say, let's live the wisdom, let's make wisdom practical, is we actually have to hold it as we're living in a peaceful world. Peace, I'm, peace is within me. I, I actually hold that we are peace. We don't have to seek peace because our nature is peace. We just have to awaken it a little bit, right? <laughs> but when we say, well, we live in a peaceful world, and then we're going to say, but wait a minute, these circumstances aren't matching up. So it's not positive thinking in the sense that you're trying with Alan likes to say positive thing it's always good to have positive thoughts positive thinking is like putting jelly over peanut butter taking a bite and pretending you know the peanut butter isn't there so it's not that you're covering up a negative belief with a positive affirmation because generally speaking that doesn't work so what does work? And Terry, you mentioned about some people don't know what is quantum. Well, one of the, uh, let's say, one of the characteristics of a quantum worldview is that there are no fixed realities. Reality is energy in flux informed by intelligence, divine, connected to all that is divine intelligence. So what does that mean for us? It's That's the good news, because it means as human beings, we've been divinely bestowed with the ability to tune in to any to any reality we want to we want to tune into. Now, obviously, we want to be grounded. We're not like flying off buildings. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, but <laughs> so let's say that. We, we want to be grounded. And at the same time, we realize that we can hold in our reality that, oh, I skipped over the, the quantum part, excuse me, that going back to that, there are no absolute realities, let's say, except for the absolute, right? But just for everyday, ordinary human beings, such as we are, that we get to choose is the glass half empty is the glass half full not because one is more 
quote, the truth than another. But because in a quantum worldview, context is everything. Reality is, quant is context dependent. We can choose to live from whatever context we choose to live from. So it's not, again, like the peanut butter, uh, you know, pretending the peanut butter or the negative belief isn't there. It's knowing in an expanded worldview, knowing that whatever belief you have is not necessarily the absolute truth because realities are not fixed. We've been granted the ability to create right? In the image of the divine, what is present on earth? Creation. And we have been granted that. And so we, we could say it this way. Are there bad people? Are there good people? There are manifestations of behavior, of thinking, of ideologies, we are in an infinite possibility world. So what, in, in one of the quantum scientists, Amit Goswami, he says it like this, there's a possible world and an actual world. So in the quantum worldview, everything that ever could be <laughs> is possible. So what has it manifest? What we focus our intent, intent, attention, and awareness on. And this is where we get to be a practical, uh, walking, talking, um, carrying this, uh, not, well, carrying the image, but actually becoming world peace because we understand that like a good shaman, we have to become the tricksters and start feeling our world as peaceful. That was a lot, but I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I, I just love it. I can listen to you all day. <laughs> Seriously. Um, um, so there's, there's so much and I know that I'm in agreement that it has to start with inner peace before we can see that peace out in our world as we see it outside of us. So can you tell us what you do as a peace practice? What is it that you do to bring yourself to that inner peace? Well, I had a, a lot today <laughs> um, because I... Uh, we had drilling. We're living in in a condo here where they're they're undergoing concrete restoration and changing to hurricane windows and everything. And it seemed like everything around our particular floor, our apartment, it was all around us. We couldn't believe that like three or maybe four drills going at one time, loud, like right outside my window. And then at the same time, uh, I found out that one of our accounts, a financial account got hacked into. So now I'm dealing with 
drilling. Drill, drilling time for my financial account is there. And I know I'm coming on peace, right? Imagine peace. So <laughs> I, first of all, laugh because you have to laugh. But what my practice is, Terry, is to know because I'm operating from the context that I can shift this in an instant. A transformation is not a one-time event, but it is, and mastery is a moment-by-moment -moment proposition. So I have to just become aware of myself and then take the deep breaths that we know to take, to center ourselves, to connect, uh, to be open to grace, to know that these are just circumstances and so it really is the practice of knowing that I have a choice of how I want to be related to these circumstances and that I can shift my state as irritated and I would say more today frustrated more than irritated, but that I know I can shift it in an instant because this is what we've been granted by virtue of our human divine birth. So that's what I do. That's my practice. That's one of them. Brilliant. Diane, how this went so fast. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, how can people reach you, sweetheart? Uh, reach me on my website, which is diannecollins.com. It's Diane with two N's, D-I-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S dot com. And then of course, connect. you'll be able to connect to what we're doing, my book, my masterclass, uh, video, whatever. Y you'll get everything there, including all the social media and YouTube, which... Well, your book I is love. brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I think... 10 awards, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's really exciting. And it's been out, you know, it's been out for a long time and it's still selling and um, people are enjoying it. And you know what it's like because you're both highly successful in so many ways. And I'm sure the people listening and watching are too. And we're here to contribute that wisdom that comes through each one of us uniquely, right? And it all it all converges in universal wisdom. And yet when we listen to one another, it's how we get inspired. It's how we evoke that in ourselves. And I, I think about that a lot because I think, you know, why do I like listening to this? And you know, you know my I call my hobby, but I'm an avid student of astrology. I like to study the energies of the time. And I listen to so many different things from very worldly things, you know, kind of like, quote, the ugly stuff. And then right up to, you know, fifth dimension, <laughs> where are we going and where we want to be and how we're, we're in that now. And it's that we're important to one another. We are so important to one another. And whatever we're resonating with in the moment, whether it's listening to you, whether it's reading, whatever it is that we each have to know, and I would say this is really my, my 
if I could say closing, but an opening thought is that every single one of us is here in a very special era, E-R-A, time period of this unprecedented evolution, transformation for humanity and every, all, all you know, living creatures and everything is living on this earth and going out into the cosmos and that we each are here to express our unique wisdom and to contribute. And in this age of Aquarius, I say it's about contributing your unique individuality in collaboration. So for the sake of humanity. So that's really it, isn't it? So thank you. And thank you for the, the amazing work. You know, it's not even, when I look at what you two are doing, I think this is going to grow and blossom and sprout like wildflower, wildflowers. And so it's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to watch the unfolding of what you're doing. Thanks again for having me. Thank you so much, Diane. Yes, bless you for your words. And we are so happy to have connected with you. Thank you for being with us today and for your time. Imagine Peace is brought to you by 10 Million for World Peace. Join our daily seven-minute guided meditations for world peace and monthly healing circles at 10millionforworldpeace.org. Together, we can create a peaceful, happy planet.